I'm not asking you to be you in the interaction with them. I'm asking you to reflect my image, right? right? And so when you say, know my eye, but the Christ that lives inside, that also applies to, you know, looking at your spouse in the eye after they didn't do something that you said they were supposed to, yeah. or, or loving your children after they get suspended from school, or, um, you know, or, or, or befriending or, 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 or maintaining a relationship with a friend who told your business to somebody, right? It, it, it's, it, that is when um, the power of God really activates in your life and in your heart and spares you from the, the spirit of offense because you're thinking like, how am I going to be like this person that lets water roll off of my back? And God said, I didn't ask you to do I didn't, I didn't ask you to be perfect or to be without, um, you know, I, but I, what I've asked you to do is to uh, center me. Yes. Just center me. Just, just make me the center of what it is that you're doing and experiencing. And then don't be talking to other people more than you talk to me. Right. <laughs> right? Yes. Don't be, don't, don't, don't be um, a busybody, mm. right? Like, don't be everywhere except in my face. Like, get in my face. Ask me what to do. God will give you what to say to your enemies, and you will be surprised. Have you ever been surprised? Like, oh my goodness, I didn't. I, what? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's and and that's what um, really being in, in in relationship with Jesus is. He's not going to let you be in relationship with Him, and you fail in your attempt to project Him. Mm. Right. Yeah, he'll move you out of the way before that. Yeah, he will, he will move you out of the way. He will move you out of the way. And that ought to be our prayer, right? God, move me out of the way because I know what I want to do, mm -hmm. and I know how I will do it. Listen, um, I was reflecting. I know we have probably over-talked about Will Smith. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I will admit that I have had spaces and times where there are people that I definitely wanted to hit in the face. Right. Okay. Right. I ain't gonna say that was ten years ago or five. Even I'm just gonna keep it there. Like there have been people that want that were inviting my fists into their cheek, like <laughs> like like openly, like ready right. at church. Right. Come on. Um, <laughs> I'm just telling. I'm just telling the truth. Like some of them voted it, right? They were, you know, anyway. But um, <laughs> so, but God really had to convict in my heart. Like, right? God had to convict in my heart to spend time with Him, and not just like I know some people got that testimony. Like, oh, I asked God help me with Brother Greg, and then the next time I see them, it was just like a peace came over me. Mm -hmm. mm, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure God does that. Like, I'm sure that's somebody's testimony. But there are some people that it's a reoccurring thing because that's how the spirit of offense works. That's how Satan works. He wants to remind you. He wants you to relive experiences. He wants you to, to, re, to, to, to go back into that, oh, that, that opening up that wound. And that's why we have listed up here. And I'm not going to go. I'm just going to um, talk through these really quickly and encourage you to read these scriptures. Philippians 4 and 8. That's the scripture that tells us whatsoever things are good. You've got to control your thoughts. Right. You know, like, because if you, have you ever um, had, a, I know we, this is like a, a kid thing, but, you know, somebody does something to you, and the, uh, the after school, the, uh, the hours between the, the end of school and the start of school, you think, I'm a, tomorrow, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to say, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to have my, my fresh Air Force Ones on, they're going to be clean, and this is what I'm going to have on, and this is what it's going to look like. You're planning all that in your head, mm -hmm. and then you get suspended the next day, because the, that's the, what happens is the manifestation of what you've been planning in your thoughts, right? Like, I'm going to tell her off tomorrow. Just wait. When I wait till that meeting starts. 
I'm gonna put my foot down, finally. And then it leads to something bigger and worse, right? Because you have already planned in your thoughts that you're gonna get even, mm-hmm. right? That you're gonna have the last say. Right. That you're gonna be heard, I'm gonna be heard today. Mm-hmm. And guess what, you are gonna be heard. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be heard, but are you gonna advance the kingdom? Are you gonna project Jesus? Is God gonna be glorified in your plan? Right. Yeah, what, what we entertain, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and Your thinking mic. Of thinking of the th- those thoughts, um, what we're watching, what we're listening to, the conversations that we're engaging in, um, who what we have in our space, right? That's inputting into our bodies, into our minds, into our hearts. Um, and yeah, I think that's really good. Having to just be mindful of our thoughts. And honestly, when I, when I, as you were talking, when you really think about it, if you could go back and take a, a log, you know, or data on the previous day um, of all the things that occurred that maybe rubbed you the wrong way or, you know, made you feel some type of way or that was a wrong, you know, maybe it was ill intent. Mm-hmm. Um, the number would probably be, it could be great, right? Not not what how it made you feel or what your response was to it. But when you look back in your day, um, whether in the grocery store, on the job, in your family, on the phone, on a phone call, in a meeting, in the church building, on a, in a service, I'm sure that the number, you know, right? It can be a lot of things. But then when you, you know, if you, if you were to circle all the, the um, all in all of those instances, which one uh, that maybe you had the victory over or didn't have the victory over, I should say, maybe you allowed to, that you were still holding on to the next day and you're, and maybe it's the same amount as the list that, mm-hmm of those offenses that came, right? But then the whole list of it is everything that you're still holding on to the next day. Then maybe ask yourself, ask Lord, like, why, why am I so, uh, like, why, why is it easy for me to hold on to those things, right? Sometimes minor, sometimes great. Um, and help it not be easy, right? Help it, um, not help me be at a place where, um, I'm not, uh, allowing something from yesterday to control, you. control, right, right. Um, and then also, if it's something you're struggling, like you know, why? Ask yourself, ask God, ask a wise counsel. Like, really, ultimately, ask God first. But why? You know, why am I so vulnerable in this area? What is making me so vulnerable? In this, what? What um, is there an open door that's causing me uh, to be susceptible to these things? I think that that's really good. What's my vulnerability? Like, what area am I weak in that people get me? And I was thinking as you were saying that, another area that, like, works a lot is, like, I'm I'm at that point, you know. I've grown and I'm I'm strengthening. My skin is thickening. And then you call and said, "Did you see how Sister Isolisha was looking at you?" I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, oh, I took a picture, like <laughs> a screenshot of the of the YouTube. Like, did you see? Or or like uh, you're at work and that that kind of thing. Did you see how she was looking when you did your report? She never looked up. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of like how it starts. And sometimes you will not see it at all because you've been praying. Like you've been asking God. Like strengthen me, like make me ready. And then somebody else will be like, well, I noticed that you said, said, yes. And the reason why you noticed it and I didn't notice it because God was protecting me and I've been working on that. Right. Right. Like I've been working on protecting myself from being a victim of somebody else's control based on their attitude, Mm. the way that they see me, the way that they interpret me. Listen, listen, 
if you in competition with me, you in competition with yourself. You can't beat me because we're not competing for the same thing because what God has for me is for me, right? right? Like, I'm not, you can't, you, you're not going to get it. Right. Right? No, <laughs> like, it, it, it it's, it, it's not going to be yours. So I'm not Good. going to build a, 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 a def- I'm not going to be in war with you mm. over, you know, like, who got the most influence with the youth. It don't matter. I'm the youth pastor. Right. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not worried with you over, like, who's the manager or who got the most power. I already, I, if I got the title, I, had, I, I walk in and I've already earned it. God's already called it to me. It's my job, period, right? right? But what Satan would do is, ooh, look at her trying to, you know, trying to creep up. Trying, no, yeah. you can't. I can't be replaced mm-hmm. if this is what God called me to do. Right. So we have to be careful of that. We let people do that. We let people manipulate us. And I, the other thing I want to say about the mind thing is so funny. I love political thrillers. Like that, anything mm-hmm. that is political, I, I can watch House of Cards all night. I love House of Cards. I don't know if y'all know that show. I'm not sure. Uh, what's the, what's the one political th- thriller with, with um, what's the one where she worked at the White House and um, she was like partaking in, in the married president? Scandal. Scandal yeah. Right. Now, Scandal's not the best example for me, but I love House of Cards, which is an old uh, European show that they remade on HBO, I think, or sort of Netflix or somewhere. Anyway, I watched that show. And sometimes I'll be like really impacted by the characters and I'll be interacting with the world in the same way that the characters did because I'm so um, overwhelmed by the way that they carry themselves. And that's the intent of of television, right? That's the intent of social media. That's the intent. The intention is to make you recreate uh, behavior or to make some type of behavior a standard so that you buy into it so that you become it rather than it becoming you. That's Satan's work, right? He wants to make you be him rather than you reflect the image of God. And so the spirit of offense like says, I'm going to manipulate you in a certain direction and I'm going to start with your thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm going, rather than um, seeing and understanding um, um, how to navigate your enemy through a biblical lens, you're going to navigate that through a house of cards lens. Or instead of... um, um, understanding interpersonal relationships in ministry, you're going to navigate that um, not from a biblical lens, but from a TMZ lens, right? And so when you get off the phone, you're going to call it, did you see what happened? That's TMZ. That's not the Bible. Because yeah. the Bible says, right, right, don't gossip, right? Okay. Right, like, watch your mouth, like, protect your heart. Mm-hmm. Like, the Bible says all that. Satan is like, I'm going to do anything that I can to get the body of believers distracted from biblical principles for regular interaction and relationship and fellowship with one another. That's the whole attempt of the spirit of offense. Let me get you off kilter. Let me get you off the track. Let me put you in conflict. Let's put the men's department in conflict with the women's department. Let's put the finance department in, con- in conflict with human resources department. Let's put, let's put the mother in conflict with the father. That's all Satan wants to do, right? He would rather you have a conflict with your spouse and your spouse go to one room and you go to the other because he knows that if you stay offended, you'll never be productive. No. But if I 
I, if I'm if I'm offended by you, we ain't gonna pray together. No. <laughs> I don't if, know if the prayer will get right. There. We ain't gonna write. We might go to we might go to the same church. If I'm offended by you, we driving in a different car. We coming from the same place, going back to the same place. But if I've offended you and the spirit of offense is prevailing, and we might as well be two different households right. in under one roof. That's Satan's work. Yeah. 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 And, and, and this is good. This is really good. So I have to remember to keep the mic up because, <laughs> but um, in the school system and in the program I work with, there's a level of mastery. Mm -hmm. And so the highest level is generally general generalization. And that's being able to generalize a skill in all uh, settings, right? So not just in the classroom, but in home and uh, in the store, wherever they are uh, with friends. And so in thinking of that example and bringing it into this, um, oftentimes people will think, you know, maybe Maybe they, they, they have, uh, you know, they're successful in this area, right? But then there's other areas that are, that are neglected, right? Or that we forget about. But true mastery um, and being able to, and knowing that, okay, I'm uh, able to generalize, generalize in, uh, is because if you're able to do it in every setting, right? So you don't know, you, you can't say that you've mastered a skill if you could only apply it in one setting. Mm -hmm. So um, I think what's what's the point that I'm making from that is that, of course, um, we know that being able to, to, to master something or being able to overcome something or be a uh, conquer something is through Jesus. Uh, he's our strength. He's our guy. He's the one who gives us uh, the guidance and the power um, and, you know, sometimes the strength to, to turn, turn away um, and, and all glory goes to God for that. But just remembering, you know, this isn't something that we're just talking about applies in the church, right? Um, this is something that carries over in every part of our life. Um, and if you, and again, going back to identifying those areas um, of weakness, so those areas that you keep getting hit in, and and asking God to reveal those areas so that you can be uh, productive, you can be effective in ministry, you can uh, walk in uh, the full authority that God has given to you. Because imagine if we, you know, earlier we talked about a bunch of people that were just wounded, right? They had wounds all over them. But on the on the opposite side of that, you know, the counter side counterpart, um, imagine all of us. Uh, heal, uh, wounds are healed up, right? Where our level of health is at, at where it should be, uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're letting things go easily. We're, we're not holding chips on our shoulder. You know, we're, uh, we're moving and operating in the will of God. Imagine what kind of church that would be. And not just what kind of church that would be, but what kind of community that would be. What kind of uh, nation and world yeah. and just, it, it would spread, right? Mm -hmm. It would spread. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but it just starts, it just starts with us. It starts with us. I love that. Um, you talked about mastery and I think that that is a good segue to what we're going to be talking about next. But the thing that um, I wanted to bring to our attention is one of the ways to deal um, and to think about the biblical restoration when it comes to the spirit of offense is love. Mm -hmm. Jesus said that love covers a multitude of sins. And um, as you were talking about that, that idea of mastery, Jesus was getting ready to die on the cross. You're familiar with um, Maundy Thursday, which is the Thursday before Good Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus um, decided to eat 
and fellowship with his disciples and washed their feet. Mm-hmm. And during that time when he could have said anything, he could have preached to them about what to do next. He could have given them the details of resurrection. He could have done anything. He said, you know what? If you're going to be my disciple, even when I'm not with you, I do not want you to forget the importance of love. You got to know how to love people that don't love you. You got to know how to love people who persecute you. You're going to have to love even the people, right, who are going to forsake me. This is the last lesson that Jesus wanted to teach his disciples. And as believers, we carry that mandate, that biblical principle of love, not our own, not the world's definition. We carry that definition of love because it is that love that Jesus preached about that is the glue for the church, right? right? And so we don't operate like a fraternity or sorority, Mm-hmm. Right? We don't operate like a staff at work. You know, how many of you have said to yourself, oh, I go to work with these people, but I ain't, <laughs> like, like, we ain't hanging out on the weekend, right? That's not what God, that's not God's intention for the body of Christ. When he created the body of Christ, he said, I see you as a body, right? Every piece of you is interconnected. And in order for the hand to support the brain, the brain to support the feet, you got to love one another. And so that is the, the, the foundation of, of, of healing and restoration. God's love, not our own definition, not what we think, but if, we are, if we're dealing with an issue where Satan is prevailing and the spirit of offense is, is prevailing, where is the love of God? Right, and I'm taking inventory of what happened and what somebody said. Where's the love of God for? And sometimes that you cannot be accountable for the other person, but you have to say to yourself, I could have did A, B, and C differently. Mm-hmm. I got to be the one to initiate the conversation and say, this is how it made me feel. I got to be the one that holds my peace and doesn't say anything so that it doesn't get worse. Right. right. Um, we got a couple of more um, things that we just wanted to share. Um, we want to talk about how to pray against the spirit of offense. And I think that this is the key part because sometimes we we believe that exposure to a new idea is what delivers us or what sets us free, and it's not. It's a lot of stuff. We know about high blood pressure, yeah. but we still be, are going to have a steak if we want to. Right? <laughs> right? We know about cholesterol, but we still going to have rice pudding yeah. if we, right? And so it, it, and knowledge of something doesn't always equate to deliverance, right? And so what what we want to really encourage the saints and uh, each other to do is to develop a prayer culture that defeats the spirit of offense. Yes. And so we're just, we got three things. Um, the first is to cover your own self in prayer. Mm-hmm. And remember Jesus as an example, he was still away. He had contention with a lot of people, right? He, and he had friends and the 12 disciples that he had, but sometimes he had to get away from them and say, God, help it helped me to be a revelation of your purpose, right? And so learning how to get um, uh, to cover yourself in prayer, right? right? right. What, what, are, what, what about um, praying for those that despitefully use you? Praying for those, yes. Um, and so in the Amen. scripture reference uh, is Matthew uh, chapter 5, verses 44. Um, so that's a that's a, a big one to swallow, right? But it's important praying for those that despitefully use you, or um, maybe that that don't mean well for you, that that wish, you know, evil upon you. Um, pray for them, pray for them, um, and it may not be the easiest thing at first, 
right? But um, when we talk about the posture of prayer, um, that's included. That's included. Um, and forgiveness is included. And being able to look at someone as God looks at them because he's looking at you that way. And so um, I think that's just an important, important uh, factor to consider and to remember in prayer too, because you can't just go to God in prayer, you know, uh, what was the first one? Cover yourself in prayer. I'm praying for myself, like, Lord, here am I, you know, give me the strength and uh, you know, I know I'm in the right and I know I'm doing, you know, doing this and that and A, B and C, but then you can't pray for your brother or sister or you can't pray for your friend or you can't pray for that, uh, you know, that coworker um, in the way that, you know, that you should because of, you know, your own restraint, you know, restraint or your own level of, of, of comfort in that area. You know, it may push us out of our comfort zone to do that, but if that's necessary for your deliverance, if that's necessary for your right, right mind, is that if that's necessary for you having peace when you're entering into that setting, then that's what he's calling us to do. Yeah. And I think the, the, the third thing is to sober your mind. Mm -hmm. And when you have a clear head, you are able to easily identify the enemy, right? If you, um, you didn't see those old, you know, westerns where like the soldiers would get drunk and then they would be incapacitated when it was time for battle and then something would happen to the platoon and then they would not be valuable. That's where the scripture, particularly in First Peter 5 and 8 is talking about. Listen, if you sober your mind, Satan will not be able to defeat you mm -hmm. because you will recognize who the real enemy is at the inception of the offense. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is Satan. Right. <laughs> like, like, I just, I, I, and, and I've experienced that too on good days where, where like somebody is starting something, and it, as I'm hearing them say it, I'm able to recognize, oh, Satan is a liar. Right. Like, oh, you know, and sometimes it's like, oh, that okay. You just gotta listen and and, and bind Satan, plead the blood, right. right? And so, keeping a sober mind means that you know when and where Satan is going to attack you, mm -hmm. right? And that you know you're conscious of the fact that you are always in spiritual warfare, and that Satan is always trying to attack you. You cannot afford to be drunk in ego. Mm -hmm drunk in gossip, right. drunk in, uh, you know, whatever holding people, things. Uh, holding things. Yeah. Like you really have to acknowledge that, that you are in war and that you uh, um, uh, are, are, are um, a target for Satan. When athletic teams, um, even when they are the home team, um, knows that they have to play a game the next day, they put them all in a hotel, even if it's in the city where they're playing. Mm -hmm. They put them in a hotel because they want to protect them from the things that happen in the outside world so that they can focus on that one goal of winning the game. Right. right. So they don't want them out at the club or being tempted by something. In fact, during the pandemic, they had put the NBA players in a bubble. They said, don't leave the bubble. <laughs> right. Like if you want to play basketball, you cannot leave the bubble. Protecting them from outside external things so that they could be focused on the goal of victory in their own life, in their own pursuit. Yeah. That's what God is calling us to do. He said, be sober so that your enemy cannot take advantage of you. And when you do that, that um, you're not able, 
the enemy is not able to displace your, uh, you know, those emotions mm-hmm. or, you know, those feelings or those, uh, that anger, you mm-hmm. know, towards maybe a, a person or a thing or something, because ultimately that's what he wants us to do, right? Mm-hmm. When we're not able to think clearly and, 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 and soberly, um, and, and be focused, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he has us off balance or not in a, 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 a strong place, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. easy to uh, displace our feelings onto the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And then we forget, again, who the real enemy is yeah. based on uh, that current um, challenge. Yeah, I love that. And um, one of the things that I want to encourage you all to do is to consider, consider when Satan has moved you to transfer an offense. And I just heard that in my spirit as you were talking. When Satan has influenced you to transfer an offense, so you feel free, Mm. right? (laughs) Like, because, oh, I let it go. Oh, I'm done with it. But Mm. the people who you told, like the people who you got to be on your bandwagon are not free from it. I think God holds us accountable for that. And a part of reconciliation is saying, me and Sister Isolicia had a disagreement. And I just want all y'all to know, because I told y'all that we're good, (laughs) right? Like we ask each other for forgiveness. We got it right with the Lord. You need to do that. Mm -hmm. Because God is holding you accountable for the stuff in your heart, right? And so... Sometimes we do that. It's easy to do that in interpersonal relationships. It's easy to create sides at work, right? It's easy to do that in the household, in the marriage, like in the parenting relationship. Grandma, you know, on one side and grandpa on another side, right? You know, building teams. It's easy to do that. And we cultivate that when we transition it to someone else and then start have you seen somebody like acting like they're so free Mm -hmm. and they are the center of the mess (laughs) like you are not free you are not free (laughs) like you you are responsible for what you start because god said that all of us should have the ministry of reconciliation and that ministry of reconciliation when when the bible talks about the ministry of reconciliation it actually was talking about the work of sustaining church plants right Mm -hmm. the work of building um effective culture within ministries Mm -hmm. right and 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 why would why would we need reconciliation the the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Jews and the Gentiles, everybody was just all in a disarray because they didn't know how to get along. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, uh, 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 um, primary to you serving me, being a church without a spot or a wrinkle, is that you recognize that I have called you to be one. And you cannot be one if you're two sides. You cannot be one of your two sides. You cannot be one. So reconciliation is bringing one side together with the other side to make one. Mm -hmm. And if Jesus, God did all of this work since his sundown, died on the cross, all this to reconcile man back to him so that we could be a divided church? Right. So we could be a divided household? Mm -mm. That's, that's, that's the work of Satan. He wants to make us be in a system where we always have to pick a side. Listen, we have to free ourselves from that. And we have to recognize the work that Satan is doing. And we have to ask God 
to show us ourselves. First, right? You remember that song? If you find anything that's not like me. <laughs> so I thought it was worse. But it, it, it starts with saying, Lord, show me myself in the disagreement. Right. And we can't take the place of a, a victim all the time, right? Um, and really, really um, at any time. Uh, it's it's easy to do so, and sometimes we can justify why we do feel the way we do. Um, but again, if we're all walking around victims, you know, where's the victorious ones? Where's the ones that have conquered um, some things? Where are the ones who can speak and say, you know what, I've been through that, and but I, I made it out from that. And maybe they, maybe God will give them an opportunity. I was just thinking um, a few, you know, maybe a week or so ago of how sometimes the typical thing to say is, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you about that story. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, uh, I don't have time to share, share how God did it, but just know that he did. I believe he's bringing us to a place where, uh, we there's there's there will be opportunities right um where he does want us to share and to to let others know that you you too can experience that freedom because why i walked through it also and this is how i made it through um and i think that again imagine if all of us were walking around conquering you know conquering giants and um you know walking in the, the full authority that God has given given to us, Satan would be, you know, cringing, Jesus. right? Yeah, he'd be defeated, yeah. And so, and there would be no room and no space for him to operate. But um, no, that's good. I love that. Um, we're closing. Um, uh, maybe when I, you know, it has to be 10 or 15 years ago, the first time that I ever met with Pastor, um, I think one of the first times I ever met with Pastor, I was telling him about something that somebody did to me from the worker community. I can't remember who or what it was, but I had told them, like, Pastor, like, such and such did this to me, and, and they got a bad attitude, and I was reviewing all the, the so, so Pastor just sitting there listening, and I got done talking about what they did. He said, ain't you saved? Well. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, no. <laughs> but, he, but what he was saying is, if you've grown to a level of spiritual maturity, you are no longer handicapped by what somebody else did or how they said it. Like, you, you need to grow above that. That's why God dwells on the inside of you. Yeah. And it didn't feel good at the moment because I wanted to be a victim. Because I, I, I wanted affirmation that I was right, mm -hmm. right? I done told you this whole story. I want you to say, yeah, I see where you come from. That Give me something. Right? <laughs> Give me, he's like, no, you're saved. Mm -hmm. Like, you got Christ on the inside of you. That ought to mean something different, mm -hmm. right? And so I think that the work to be a reflection of Christ also includes how we deal with conflict, mm -hmm. right? Because God is not going to be the Lord of your life until you get into conflict. And then all of a sudden, like, you got to go back to your, the old you. Right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not going to let you use your own devices, right? And so I think that hopefully tonight uh, we have, at the very least, opened up um, some opportunities to think, um, to uh, invest in your own process for healing, yeah. 
um, that is not based on what somebody else does or says or asks for forgiveness, but that you invest in that, but also that we take responsibility for areas that we might need um, to be the conduit for reconciliation, um, and that we recognize Satan's work. He wants to kill, he wants to steal, he wants to destroy, and he does not care about your little feelings. He does not care how long you've been saved. He does not care who you related to. He wants to destroy the body of Christ, and he will do anything and everything that he can. And so we've got to pray over ourselves. We've got to pray for those who despitefully use us, and we've got to live sober-minded. I want to close tonight, uh, aspiring missionary Tolbert, I'm asking you to briefly pray um, over what we have talked about. And, and as you are praying, um, I want um, to specifically, I want you to specifically ask that, because sometimes um, when we when we get surgery done, we have to go in for the pre-surgery. Um, and the, the purpose of the pre-surgery is to um, open up the valves or make room for what has to happen next, to assess you know, the difficulty or how easy it will be to do that. My prayer tonight is that we have done somewhat of a pre-surgery. We've opened up the, the opportunity for folks to identify wounds as wounds. Right. And then also that we have opened up opportunities for people to say, this is a self-inflicted wound. Mm -hmm. This is a wound that had a scab that I kept picking at because I wanted to be a victim. Mm -hmm. This is a offense that I have carried into the 2000s from the 99s because it has benefited me. Uh, in my marriage, <laughs> right? This is a wound that has been effective in leveraging respect at work. As believers, as you're praying, I want us to really focus on how we can trust God for whatever we've been depending on our wound to get us or to bring us, if we have been depending on it to bring us attention. Mm -hmm. And then also to say, Lord, heal me so that I don't create wounds for other people. Right. right. I think we're ready. That's good. Right. Lord, we're just so thankful. Lord, you, Lord, have given us the opportunity, God, to for a pre-surgery, God. You've given us the opportunity, God, to open up, God, to expose, to reveal. God, in this moment, at this time, God, even for those that are viewing live, Lord, even those that will view at another time, God, we just thank you right now, God. We thank you, God, ultimately for complete healing, for complete deliverance, God. Oh, Lord, but it started, Lord, it starts, Lord, with the opening and, and, and revealing and exposing, Lord, and being mindful, Lord, of those areas of need, being mindful, Lord, of, of what needs to be uh, looked into further, God, being mindful, Lord, of what, Lord, where we need to, to, to grow in, God. Oh, Lord, it starts there. And Lord, so we thank you right now, God, for giving us, each of us, opportunities, God, 
Lord, to recognize those offenses, to recognize, Lord, those wounds, to recognize those areas, Lord, of vulnerability, God. Lord, and not just to leave it there, God. Lord, but for them to be healed, for them to be restored, for them to be closed up, God. For them not only to be closed up and, and healed, God, but for them to, 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 to look better than what it was before, God. To feel better than, they, than it was before, God. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you right now for how you're just continuing God to to heal us from the inside out Lord Lord for all of the wounds that we've carried for the wounds that we've taken and attributed to and associated us to God oh Lord we thank you right now for healing we thank you right now for complete deliverance God oh Lord we believe that you are the God Lord our healer God the healer Lord in the name of Jesus no one nothing can compare to you Lord nothing can compare to the work that you can do Oh, Lord, you get the glory out of all of this, Lord. And we thank you, God, for how you're moving, Lord, in our lives. We thank you for how you're speaking to us, God. Lord, shake us up, Lord, so that we are not, God, comfortable, Lord, in our ways, in our emotions, Lord, and in our intentions, Lord, and how we're uh, looking at uh, and perceiving things, Lord, from this point on, Lord, you're holding us accountable, God. There's no excuse for us to say, well, I didn't know, or I wasn't sure, Lord, or I had no idea. No, Lord, you've given us an opportunity. Lord, you've given us another chance. Lord, you've given us the ability to reconcile. You've given us the ability to ask for forgiveness. You've given us the ability to be restored, God, and lifted up and raised to a higher place in you, God. And Lord, that would that comes for from sacrificing, Lord, those areas, Lord, those areas of weakness, those open areas, those wounded areas, Lord, those bruised areas, God, in our lives, in our hearts, Lord, in our minds, in our emotions, Lord. Heal us, Lord, in all those areas. And Lord, we thank you, God, for the work. From this point on, Lord, we believe testimonies will come you, from this, Lord. We believe that people will be won't be ashamed, Lord, Lord, to share, God. God, how you've brought them through, yeah. how you've brought them out, how you've allowed them to overcome those offenses, God. Oh, Lord, where you're calling people to even be able to, 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 to point them out and to, to, Lord, provide wisdom and guidance, even if they see, Thank Lord, you, someone Lord. wanting to take on an offense, Lord, and to hold on to it, Lord. Lord, you've given us, Lord, responsibility. You've given us accountability, Lord, and we thank you right now because you don't just allow us to, to wallow in it. Lord, you give us the opportunity, Lord, to, to move out of that, that low place, Lord, and to go higher in you. And so we thank you right now for giving us the ability to level up with you, God. Lord, to go to higher heights, Lord, and deeper depths in you, God, because that's just the kind of God that we serve. Lord, you don't want us to, to remain here. You don't want us to be comfortable here. You don't want us to, to, Lord, be in a place that will restrict our growth in you, God, and our development in you, God. And this is just one area, God, of the many areas that we can grow in, Lord. But Lord, we, we, we're aware, God, we will trust you in the process, God. Lord, we'll believe you, God, for, for, 
for restoration, Lord, for, for er those areas to be restored, Lord, and for us to, to, to be a stronger church, to be a stronger brother, to be a stronger you, sister, God, in the name of Jesus, name Lord, of Jesus. because the God that we serve is calling us to that. The God that we serve has given us the example, and we just have to follow it. You, and so we thank you and we praise you because it's already done. We thank you for uh, just being conquerors. We thank you for those of us being victorious, Lord, you, Lord. and claiming it in the name of Jesus. Jesus, we pray. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much, Aspiring Missionary Tobert. Uh, thank you to all of you who have joined us tonight. We want to encourage you. Uh, if you like what you've heard tonight, if it's ministered to your needs, we want to encourage you to share this with someone who you believe uh, it will minister to. Uh, we're certainly thankful for uh, the opportunity uh, to present to you tonight. We thank God for our pastor, Superintendent Benny L. Tolliver. We thank God uh, for our media ministry, Brother Greg James, uh, and all of you who have taken the time to be with us. We want to encourage you uh, to participate in our upcoming services uh, as we move forward. God bless you and have a wonderful night. Good night.